Jason, downtown Lee Summit is the heart of our city. And right in the middle of all that action is Julia E. Hampton, CPA PC, serving all the residents and businesses throughout our city. Julia and her team give us a full service company for your tax and accounting needs. How full? How full, you ask? Let me tell you how full. Individual tax preparation, corporations, payroll taxes, partnerships, trusts, payroll, bookkeeping services, consulting for your tax issues, dealing with back taxes and cleaning up issues with the IRS. Julia and her team have the skills and the expertise to be your partner in business. They've been in business for 16 years now, so let them show you what their business experience and a personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact Julia today at Julia at HamptonCPA.net. I'll hail the queen! Hello again and welcome to Lisa in Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man who wonders why the Royals have to score all these runs tonight and wishes they'd just spread them out a bit. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. In truth, actually, I'm happy anytime they score runs. It's just late in the game when they're not giving them up. That's what I want. Well, you know, that's an awfully big request this year. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And today's unofficial sponsor is the best part of spring. The part that apparently we're not going to get this year because it just skipped over it into late spring. And then we're going to go right into summer. You know what? I'm not going to complain. It's not cold, it's not snowing, and so far it's only been raining when I'm sleeping. That's true. But I miss those like 65, 72 degree days with the cooler nights. Those are my favorite, and I didn't get any, and I'm very excited. I would agree, my, that those are my favorite. But again, when it's not cold, I'm not complaining. Fair enough. All right, so light stuff this week. Uh, work session for council, so there's not a lot, and we'll get into what they're doing here in just a second. But we're gonna go back in time to last Thursday. I kind of wanted to do a little Wayback Machine sound effect there, but I don't, I don't have one. All right. Well, that's all right. We'll just, we'll just pretend one has been done right there. So we brought this up last week, Jason, as they, they headed into the council meeting where they, they had on the consent agenda the new committee appointments for city council, which is really 80% of the job of the mayor pro tem. Um, there was one appointment there, one committee, Jason, that made me raise my eyebrow a little bit. Am I the only one who paused? Well, no. I mean, I did. And then uh, apparently nobody on city council. So here's the deal. Let's, 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 let's lay this out for, for everyone. For the Budget and Finance Committee, there are four, commi- four spots on that. None of those spots are from District 1. And the reason this is significant is because just a few months ago, a motion was slammed through the council to change, the, change that committee from having three seats to four. And the reason being, it was inappropriate for budget and finance to not be represented by every single district. And this was, this was a loud, voracious argument made, made to the public it even got applause from some of the people watching there in, in the council chambers. I don't know that it's that big of a deal, Jason. What, what, I, what I do know, though, is that when there's a lot of noise to cause something to happen here and then just six months later or less than six months later, they go in opposite direction and nobody says a word. That makes me pause. 
I, I gotta say, uh, you're correct. And nobody, apparently this, and, and this is not to say, the current appointments to the budget and finance committee may do a very good job and be sound committee stewards of our city budget and finances, and that'll be fine. However, if it walks like a hypocrite and it quacks like a hypocrite, it's a duck hypocrite. And we're just gonna point out that maybe, just maybe, there were some unspoken motives from last fall for that change to the lineup of the uh, budget and finance committee that uh, were not uh, prevalent today, and, and we'll go through there. So I'm just gonna put that out there and leave that. We'll see how the committee does its work as it goes along and whether the uh, absentee absence of a district one representative makes a difference. But beyond that, I'm not sure it will, but it is, it is curious. And also apparently, Jason, our other unofficial sponsor is a doc. Quack. Quack. Work session this week. So there's really not much going on. Um, again, though, the one thing on the agenda is a presentation from the Lee Summit Housing Authority um, presenting a study on uh, multifamily housing. Well, and more appropriately, affordable housing uh, options for people. Right. Society. So once again, though, there's a subject that makes me raise my eyebrow a little bit. Jason, this is the second time in the last year that there has been an independent study that is saying there is not only a need, but a capacity for more affordable housing in the summit. So that uh, makes me wonder what will this council body do with it? Because the previous council body, body seemed a little hesitant to accept those findings. Well, okay, so let's let's be fair to the council for once. What they really, the conversation at the council level never got to the concept of affordable housing. It was just multifamily housing. And, and they were hesitant to accept the findings of the study and certainly hesitant to, to go forth on that, to to give more sort of permission for more multifamily housing to come into the city on top of what had already been approved. They never talked about affordable housing, senior or affordable senior housing at all. Well, I don't think it's this fair to study, say never. I, the, well, the previous study talked about market rate. It talked about senior and it talked about affordable, but you're right. They didn't go in depth into those. Subjects. Right. They, their conversation started and stopped at the multifamily position, not, into the more, not into the subsets of all of that. And this study, obviously the Lee Summit Housing Authority being the provider of subsidized housing and affordable housing in the city of Lee Summit is gonna focus very directly on that. And they call for, and I'm gonna quote this off their last thing, three to 500 rental units that allow more housing options for office workers, healthcare workers, seniors, and others. And they're calling for those to be a mixed a component of market housing at like 60%, 20% at kind of a mid middle income, middle low income, and then 20% at a low, low income. And probably some pieces for seniors in there as well. That's a pretty strong call. And it'll be interesting to see how the council responds. And I think I think it's important, not just that we talk about this at the council level, but, but Jason, this is really, it needs to be a community-wide conversation because anytime multifamily development has come up in previous years. In recent years is probably a better way for me to say that. In recent years, there is instant reaction that multifamily, A, automatically means affordable, um, but then that any multifamily shouldn't be allowed near our 
typical single family residences. So this is a community wide conversation that really needs to happen to see how we want our community to grow and who we want to to come in as it grows. Right. And and I would I would note that, you know, and they'll get into this on Thursday. And I think we may have some conversations with people here in the coming weeks uh, about this, especially if this starts to actually percolate through uh, the council or a project of this nature would be actually to come forward. It would be it'll be interesting to see. But we're not talking about Lee Summit is now running into a shortage of people to work many of the jobs in Lee Summit and can afford to live here. Um, that's not, uh, and that's not hyperbole from the campaign trail. That's someone making $9 an hour working at a fast food restaurant can't afford a thousand dollar a month apartment or an $800 a month thing. It's not in their, their reason to go forward with that. And, and so, you know, how do we deal with that? And as a structure, you either need to have housing they can afford to live in transportation they could take to get there from someone else or you need to pay them enough that they can afford the housing that's here and and right now the up till this point the council's response has been to do roughly nothing and it will be hopefully they'll they'll hear some of this and and begin to be have a reasonable conversation about what the right direction is for these summit as we go forward we shall see well jason that's enough of uh as the council turns by the way, folks, stay tuned. There's going to be something fun coming up with that soon. Now, let's steal from another show, Jason. We're going to do a little episode of Back to the Future. We've got a or guest. Or technically Back to the Past. Or, well, or both. Whatever. Yeah, we'll go with it. Our own Marty McFly, a.k.a. Kathy Smith, is joining us for a little conversation about the Historic Preservation Commission and Lee Summit, about the Historical Society, the museum, and... A little something special for Link to Lee Summit. Today's episode is brought to you by Stewie McBrews, where you're always reminded to never eat more than you can lift. You know some of my favorite food to lift is? Wings. Wings. Tacos. Tacos. Nachos. Spicy balls. I'm not supposed to eat the spicy balls, but I love them. And so every time someone orders an appetizer of those. I always steal some and I feel bad because I'm not supposed to eat the cheese, but man, they're good. And their wings, you get like a thousand flavors. You got tacos of all sort. What else do you need? I got like a little standard option. Yeah. I kind of get the same things, wings, nachos. I'll eat everything else, but I'm almost always ordering wings. Yeah. Bacon and cheese, please. That's the ones I want. I, I, you know, I, a lot of places I'm going, I'll get like the same thing almost every time I go. Here, I'm always mixing it up with the, the type of wing or whatever other thing I'm going with it. It's a fabulous place. It's located perfectly in the heart of downtown Lee Summit, right there, 321 Southeast Main Street. You can get there, park right nearby. You can get your stuff and go wander about, have a good old time. Come to Stewie's, heart of downtown Lee Summit. We're here with Kathy Smith, the chair of Lee Summit's Historical Preservation Commission and the executive director of the Lee Summit Historical Society. So basically what I'm saying is, Kathy, you are Ms. History and Lee Summit. How are you today? Oh, I'm really good. Uh, thanks for the moniker. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of other people around town that are pretty good historians too, but 
But thank does that, you does that title come with a sash or a crown of some kind? <laughs> uh, yes, there's a special crown that you wear around, but it's an invisible it's crown. Same, it's the same crown. It's the same kind no of crown I get it. to wear as Mr. Lee Summit podcast, right? That's what we get. That's right. It's a nice it's little tiara way. that nobody can see. It's very pretty. That's right. It's magic. I almost had to break into song there, but now I won't. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Kathy, we are, we are getting around on this show and trying to talk to, to as many of the people from the different uh, commissions and charitable organizations as possible. Our our goal is always to to talk about getting involved in the community and and show how easy it is for people to 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 join commissions and programs and, and be be active. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Historic Preservation Commission and and what is it that that your group does? Well, um, we actually do a lot of uh, different things. Um, of course, the Preservation Month activities are. That's our major time of year when we create an event uh, for the downtown to call attention to either a neighborhood, the cemetery, or the downtown, or some type of historical event. And we've been doing that uh, for 13 years, although uh, National Historic Preservation Month was created around, uh, I think, 1989 by the National Trust. And their goal for that was to um, create an awareness of these great historic towns that we have around the country and all the historic great stories, history stories that go with those towns. And uh, when you have something like that, you create that interest, you inspire people. And then that's how a lot of towns in, in the neighborhoods get saved. So that's what, you know, that's what that the primary thing is. Other things that we do are um, we try to uh, this, this time, uh, this uh, preservation month, we're going to have some seminars for people to come to, and um, this is the first time we've been doing this, and we'll be working with the uh, the state office for preservation and um, having people come and talk, and we've already got lots of people signed up, and um, so that's new for us. And then uh, we review uh, our ordinances and things like that. We want to make sure everything is up to snuff. We, we do about the same thing, essentially, that say the planning commission does when they work on the comprehensive plan and their updates and things like that. Although ours isn't, uh, you know, such a, a big hairy animal as a comprehensive plan. It's, it's a more simple plan. So um, anyway, we have a good a group that's on the commission and um, probably getting ahead of you a little bit, but there are some requirements to be on the commission. You have to be a historian, an architect, someone that lives in a, you know, downtown or around the downtown community, a um, few things like that. But sometimes uh, if there's somebody that's really um, got a lot of experience and things like that, then they, then they could, uh, all they have to do is sign a, a, a form, just like every other commission and say, Hey, I'm interested in this. And then we'll review the form and then select from that. The mayor will appoint as usual from, from that. Stuff. Well, yeah. so basically um, dummies like me can't get on that commission because I am not a historian. I don't live in a historic house and I have no experience. Yes, but you're making history <laughs> yes, with your podcast. That's the story we're going to tell. <laughs> yeah, I kind of fluffed that up <laughs> and, a little and bit. Neither of us, and honestly, Nick, neither of us let our complete incapacity to do a podcast stop us from doing one. So, you know, hey. This is true. This is true. But let's go backward a little bit, Kathy, to one of the first things you brought up. Let's go backward to okay. events and things around Historic Preservation Month. You said you focus on, on a week here in Lee Summit. 
you mentioned some some seminars and guest speakers. So can you tell us what specifically some of those things are? Well, um, I am not. I have to say that I was not there for two meetings. Fired because of my mother's health. So I am not up to speed on that. But um, so I don't know. They're they're coming up very soon. They're going to be publicized on the city's website. And uh, but the exact content I am not aware of. Well, I guess we'll let you slide on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, so so what is what is kind of the goal? What are you trying to highlight in the community? So when when you want to put the word about out about the historic district, what are you trying to what are you trying to tell? How are you trying to hook people on 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 the importance and the significance of our historic areas? Well, first of all, um, since um, the ordinance was passed, and I believe that was in the uh, like 1989 when all the activity was going on with the city and they were looking at uh, bringing Main Street in here and there was just a, oh my gosh, a huge surge for preservation and the chamber was involved and the merchants were involved and um, then John Wisniewski, who is uh, our board chair for the uh, Historical Society of Lee Summit, brought in the Main Street organization. He found out about them and then his project over there on uh, where Dr. Johansson's building is uh, was a planing mill for J.C. Jones Lumber Company and he restored the building and um, you know he saved it literally because it was not in very good shape and so that was the kind of the catalyst for the preservation movement in downtown. Everyone was super excited. They knew they needed to do something. Uh, Yes, there were curmudgeons at the time that uh, were kind of argumentative. No, you're not going to tell me what to do with There's my always curmudgeons. So because the Main Street organ, there, there are, they're everywhere. But you know what? That's what I. One of the things I like about Lee Summit. So <laughs> anyway, um, they uh, even the, those curmudgeons uh, when the National Main Street organization came in, everything kind of quieted down, and um, they felt like that this was going to be an organization that was really going to help them because. Yeah, when we came in 89, there were the 20 vacant storefronts, and uh, Brad and Carol Culbertson had the bike shop, and uh, Kitty's was there, and a few other things were going on, but really not much. It was not a destination point like it is now, and that was something that, uh, you know, I've been on that, I was on the board, and I was on kind of all kind of committees for the Main Street organization for years and years and years, and that was our goal, to make it a destination point where you could come downtown in the morning, have some breakfast. You could shop, you could do stuff with your kids, and then in the evening, you could have a nice meal, you could stroll around downtown, uh, because some of their merchants were open, and now it, it, that's what it is right now. And then uh, the Main Street organization created all these great events and uh, for kids and families, and so it's really, uh, it took 30 years, but it's really rocking and rolling, and now with the current uh, Main Street staff that we have, it's really, I think it's um, just absolutely marvelous uh what the, what they've done and the synergies that they've created Can you talk a little bit about um about some of the rules and the ordinances that you that that the historic preservation committee reviews and and i guess do you do you recommend them to the to the council is that is that your role um we are um and we we serve in an advisory capacity we are not a recommending body, but we can go in front of the council or we can go in front of the planning commission and say, hey, you know, um, this guy's uh, spewing off a bunch of stuff about his building and it's not true, uh, which happened recently in uh, some public hearings uh, before the council. And so we can we can do that, but we don't have um, that kind of power. But we do 
review section 106. But section 106 is very important because that's where um, a company comes through, they want to put in a cell tower, they want to do some kind of construction, but they want to make sure that there's not something historical involved in that development. So we uh, will have the uh, presenters come in and they'll tell us exactly where everything is going to be. They'll give us a full presentation. And then we, we do have uh, a power to say yay or nay on that. So. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's kind of shift gears a little bit in your other role as executive director at the museum and the historical society and tell us a little bit about what you've got going there. I know there's a new, we're getting ready to start a new exhibit. Yes. Well, we, we've got it all in place now. It's a quilt show and uh, it's a rambling river quilters. And that's a group of a group of ladies that are just marvelous. Uh, most of them came from this area and have been quilting together since, uh, gosh, the, you know, mid eighties or early eighties. They learned from May Howard who was um, married to the grandson of William B. Howard. She um, just had a knack for that. And so she taught all these young girls how to quilt and then, they were inspired and they just continued it on. And then the other part of the group is from St. Louis. And so last year um, with uh, working with Klonda Holt, who lived here her whole life, um, as a matter of fact, her father owned the property where Legacy Park is now. Um, and she is a, she's one of those quilters that May Howard taught. And I said, you know what, Klonda, I love quilts. We've got a wonderful collection in the museum. And I said, is there any way that you can work with your quilters to so that we could have a quilt show in the museum. Boy, I'll tell you what, she just hopped right on it, got it organized, and you know, we worked with those ladies and we hung those quilts and it was very successful last year. And now uh, this uh, quilt show for this year is equally as successful. And you know, it's just getting, it's growing bigger and bigger. And then next month, uh, one of her friends, who's, a, uh, who's really a rock star in quilting and, um, her name is Edie McGinnis, and she exhibits in quilt museums all over the country. She's going to be coming to the museum to display antique quilts, and that includes quilts that are made out of the feed sacks that uh, mo moms used to save to make, they, they'd quilt with them, they'd, uh, flour or sugar, whatever it was, or feed, would come in these patterned bags, cloth bags, and for farm women were very conservative and very aware of um, how to reuse things. Uh, you can you hear the word in preservation adaptive reuse where they were like the queens of that because they took those flower sacks and made quilts and dresses and all kinds of things for their families out of it so we're going to have a, a large collection of those on display and then Edie will be there for um, the art walk and and then we'll she'll be talking about her quilts and then we're going to be selling some of I, I'm gonna remember too. that when I don't want to throw something away I'm gonna call it adaptive reuse from now forward. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm sure Heather will appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask you about another recent thing you just did, but but first, um, I want to make sure that we get this get this in. Can you tell everyone the hours when when the museum is open, when people can come in? Yes, we are open on Thursdays and Fridays from ten to two, and Saturdays from ten to four. Also by appointment. I mean, I have met lots of people over there. Whenever they, you know, Sundays, whenever they want to come in, I can show them around. We can look through, do some research. We've got a wonderful uh, research center. And um, so I just, I'll work with people in any way possible to help them. 
Well, you just um, you just had a, an interesting event last weekend where you worked with some some students uh, from one of the local high schools, and you did a history in the yes. park event. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was, and and we did, and how it went okay. over? Okay, so um, I Donnie uh, Donnie Rogers, who's the uh, Donnie Rogers Jr., who's the executive director for Downtown Lee Summit Main Street, uh, was telling me that I guess it's a Missouri Main Street organization got some type of a grant and they wanted the local main street organization to have some kind of historical walking tour in the downtown. And I didn't know how, you know, I was trying to assist in that because that those things don't happen overnight. There's a lot of research and so forth that has to be done. And I said to Donnie, what if I asked my friend, Ben Jewell, who's a debate coach at least summit North, if uh, some of the debate students couldn't come to the park and we would get our giant historic photos and have those on display. And then I would write um, the scenarios for each one of those pictures. And so we kind of partnered on that event together. Um, I thought it went really well. We got a lot of people asking about locally summit history. Um, the kids were, you know, they couldn't have been better. Of course, you've got the debate kids and they're, they're the best speakers ever. And that's why we've been working with them for the past uh, 13 years, because we know that they have, they're composed and they're used to thinking fast on their feet. So uh, I thought it went really well. So we were excited about it. And um, we, we spent, oh gosh, you know, the, answering the questions, uh, directing people to the museum. We've now got um, a reprint of our history book. And um, we have that for sale at Cameron's, by the way, and of course in the museum. And so uh, it was get, the museum was getting ready to close. So we directed some folks over to Cameron's to buy the book. And then that, that helps Cameron's too, because um, you know, you, maybe they'll buy a book and then maybe they'll buy some furniture or little pieces of, you know, accessories or whatever, you know, from in there. So they're another one of our major uh, partners in uh, uh, that that kind of event. Well, you just mentioned in there about about people people coming and getting getting more curious and asking lots of questions. And so that kind of brings me to, I want to talk a little bit about you contacted me recently and, and had an idea to start spreading some more of Lee Summit's history um, through through some pieces that you're going to start submitting to link to Lee Summit. So, so why don't you tell everybody kind of your idea and and what types of things we're going to be seeing in the near future? Well, I've been missing writing. I used to write, as you know, uh, I wrote for the journal for about four years and then we don't, we uh, for do, another publication. Publications names. No, it's all right. Go on. Okay. <laughs> another uh, a publication, a local publication, and actually two of them, and then a, another uh, publication for a long time. And this uh, kind of got out of it because I got so busy with my mom and everything. But I've been kind of missing it because I think, you know, something will come up and, or an event or run into somebody that's just an awesome person that quirky or fun or whatever. I think, Oh, I'd like to be able to write about that. But you know, I don't have any, uh, you know, I didn't have any, I wasn't doing that. So that's when I approached you about uh, letting me, uh, you know, contribute and uh, just write some little articles and so forth about history, things I find in research because I'm always researching or just like I said, uh, event, an event or, people I run into or items or just things that, you know, just kind of interesting little, um, we used to call them when I wrote for the pub local publication and was called snippets, just snippets of stuff. We had cool a lot stuff. of names for what you wrote, but snippets is probably the best. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no 
wait a minute. Let's think about that for a second. They were all complimentary. They were all complimentary. <laughs> well, Kathy, I am I am really excited. You know, um, one of my goals is always to tell as many Lee Summit stories as possible, whether that's that's something a written piece on the website or through the the podcasts that we're doing. So I am excited that you're going to kind of join in in the mission a little bit and start start adding some historical stories to to our collection here as we continue to uh, to just talk about our community and talk about as as many stories as many people as we can so I appreciate appreciate you coming to me with the idea and willing to spend some time to uh, to contribute these pieces I want to follow up with our, our last thing here this is something we always do with people who are who are active and involved if somebody wants to get involved with the museum the historical society, how can they do that? What, what, what is a great way for them to, to step in and to be a part of that? Well, they can either uh, contact us on Facebook. We've got a very active Facebook page or on our website. My number is listed uh, there, and I believe it's on both of those. Um, you can fill out an application from our website. You can come to our events. You could come to our – we have a, a meeting um, – every other month and we have good guest speakers and then you can come and meet some of our, um, our staff. And, um, then, uh, you know, there might be a place for you. Maybe you like to do research. Maybe you'd like to work in our gift shop. Maybe, um, you know, maybe you're not comfortable being a docent, being in front of the public like that, but we have lots of things for people to do. And, um, it's really a lot of fun and you just, um, our staff and our volunteers are so engaging and, um, so charming. I mean, they really make you excited uh, about being affiliated with our museum. So, I mean, uh, uh, they're just really uh, good. So that, that's the main thing. And then or you can, people can call me and I can talk to them about it and um, what they, you know, what we have and things that they might be interested in. We do have stuff for kids too. And maybe they have an idea for a children's event and they would like to, you know, help facilitate that. So um, that's, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, they can just, get a hold of me and I will meet with them or I'll take them on individual tour of the museum, whatever is convenient for them. Awesome, Kathy. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, and I'm just glad that neither of us is currently in the museum um, as being old enough to be part of history yet, but we're working on it. And one day when you put together the podcast of Lee Summit thing, we'll hope to be there. But thank you for all the work you do and all the awareness you bring and the passion you bring to the history of Lee Summit. Well, thank you, but I do want to tell you something. Your podcasts do make history. When you interview these people um, and your comments and things like that, that is history. And um, you make people, we, and part of our mission statement says, we believe history begins today, and it does. And so um, we, I want to thank you for what you're doing because you're just, got some really cool uh, podcasts and interviews and things like that. So you are, you are making history. You don't have to be a certain age to make history. Oh, shucks. You're sucking up as, uh, you already have the gig here, man. You don't have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. We Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Spring is coming. Everybody's getting ready to go outside. Time to grill. Time to sit around the patio. So 
Outside time. Outside time. Get your outdoor living spaces ready to go. Here's my suggestion. Go see my friends at Budget Blinds. Your outdoor living space, if it's even remotely enclosed, can be enhanced with exterior shades. You can get them in all kinds of colors. You can get them like really opaque or really sheer, if we can see through them or not, to go through that whole process. I like things that have remote controls. That'd be cool. I'm all for that. More remote controls. So we have that on there. Can I do that for my phone? Yes. That's the next step. I want the shades to go up and down using my I want my, I want my budget blind shades app. That's what I want there. So now through the month of April, you can get 25% off signature series exterior shades at budget blinds. You want to call them. You want to tell them you want those exterior shades and you want to tell them that Nick and Jason sent you there. Go see them right on Main Street, downtown Lee Summit. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall with hosts Jason Norberry and Nick Parker. Catch us every Wednesday at linktoleesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.